0: on these three lives. Welcome, listeners, to the 60th chapter of the QAnon Anonymous podcast, the Clinton Body Count episode. As always, we're your hosts, Jake
1: Rakotansky, Julian Fields, and Travis View. The Clintons have murdered more than a hundred people. Or so thinks the amphetamine dealer who refuses to leave your party. This week, we're diving into the Clinton Body Count conspiracy theory an overgrown BuzzFeed listicle of people Bill and Hillary Clinton donated cement shoes to. Who conceived it? How did it spread? And why? Is there anything to it? First, we'll examine the death of Vince Foster, possibly the highest profile name on the list, and then the menagerie of intellectuals keeping the theory alive. We asked Jake to contribute something to the episode, but he just curled up into a ball and muttered, you made me read what happened. You made me read what happened over and over. So we left him alone after that. In a way, Jake's name should be on the list too. But before we go full billery...
2: QAnon News. One big story this week, a QAnon promoter, Burned Spy, reportedly close family friends with Australian Prime Minister... So uh, on Twitter, there is this prolific QAnon promoter who uses the handle at BurnedSpy34. And uh, BurnedSpy uses a Twitter profile picture of the actor Jeffrey Donovan from the TV series Burn Notice and has over 21,000 followers. The UK publication The Guardian reported that BurnedSpy isn't just some random person. Rather, BurnedSpy is a longtime family friend with Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison, and further, Burn Spy's wife actually works for the Australian prime minister.
1: So we've gone from a prime minister who ate a raw onion like an apple mm-hmm. to a prime minister who's a friends with a guy who's named after uh, putting his hand on the stove when he was told not to by his mom. <laughs> this is, yeah, intelligence all around. Congratulations, Australia, by the way. Welcome to the family. Burn
2: Spy told The Guardian that he has never spoken to the prime minister about QAnon. I've never spoken to Scott about anything of a political nature. I'm not an
3: advisor. <laughs> and the idea of me talking to him about this, it's just not
2: true. So uh, Burned Spy has promoted the absurd conspiracy theory that wearing red shoes is somehow a cabal reference to pedophilia. And uh, when questioned about this uh, to to the Guardian, uh, Burned Spy actually doubled down. If you want to do your research into the U.S. context... The red shoes are
3: purported to be a very much a pedophilia shout-out. And there are some extremely odd photos of large groups of men in suits wearing red shoes, many of whom are promoting pedophilia.
2: So... <laughs>
1: That's, you're gonna kill me with this shit. You
2: know, you know he's a QAnon follower because he said, "Do your research" instead of actually uh, offering any evidence of his claims.
1: <laughs> what about like red Air Jordans? They're a leather shoe. Yeah, they're red. What about
0: like cre- what all- about like Louboutins? Like they all have red bottoms. Like, well, no, those are
1: definitely pedophile shoes.
0: <laughs> okay, those are all. That's <laughs> a. Anything
1: that expensive is clearly made from the skin of children. <laughs> that's what I. Th- that's what I thought because uh,
0: <laughs> I yeah, I saw know. I saw a used pair uh, one. At a vintage shop and it smelled like, um, what they smell smelled like? like something you've smelled before, like tripe,
1: you know, oh, kind of like, oh, uh, okay. Well, good save there. Cause I thought you were going to say it smelled like children.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the guardian reported that burn spy and his son, who is also a QAnon follower met with the since deceased QAnon promoter, Isaac Cappy. When Cappy oh. visited Australia, burn spy said that his friendship with the prime minister is unrelated to his Twitter activities.
3: I'm not going to diminish the relationship. That's not
2: appropriate either. Yeah, we're friends. That's good. People are friends. So the uh, Guardian article itself didn't actually mention Burn Spy's real name for some reason, but it uh, it didn't take much jigging to discover that Burn Spy's actual name is Tim Stewart.
1: That's why they didn't mention it (laughs) Because half of Australia is called Tim Stewart. (laughs) (laughs) Too generic.
2: Uh, so other researchers actually made the connection between Tim Stewart and Burns spy last year. But the Guardian managed to get him on record about this. Uh, according to Tim Stewart's LinkedIn profile, he works as a director of town planning. And I don't, I don't know what that does. So he's
1: in so. local government, it sounds?
2: Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. It sounds like he works in local government. OK. Uh-huh. His wife is Linnell Stewart and their large adult son is Jesse Stewart, who also promotes QAnon under a uh, handle. Oh, God. Uh, this is,
1: are you kidding me? Yeah. What is it
2: with the father-son duo? Yeah, like, his profile is like Jesse underscore Anya underscore mate. Jesse Anya mate.
0: Yeah, Jesse Anya mate. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, the like thing you're... we do with our dads. In fact. You know, you go out into the woods, you talk about QAnon. And then you, uh, on you, yeah, then you Jesse Anya <laughs> mate. Yeah, then Jesse Anya mate.
1: Jesse right on him. Yeah, you, yeah, you Jesse
0: all over <laughs> him.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's a good
0: time. Yeah, Me and my dad, we talk about, uh, you know, all sorts of things. Uh, crocodiles, kunon. Uh, um these are things that sons and dads do together and uh <laughs> will continue to do together for uh the unforeseeable future.
1: It's foreseeable, but yeah, no, whatever. Let's move on. <laughs> Tell us the the next dumb part of this because I can't fucking believe what's next. So
2: uh the prime minister has yet to respond to uh uh, uh the revelation about this connection, but uh, this is a scandal that some Australians are calling mategate. <laughs>
0: Mm. (laughs) mate gate i want
1: to be a part of that that sounds fun uh listen a couple of my mates go through the gate and uh (laughs) every fucking time i get drunk with these guys they touch me so i have purchased a pair of underwear that i like to call the mate gate and i keep my mate gate closed because i'm sick of this shit
2: it's a chastity belt just for the (laughs) bros mate gate
1: all right, boys. Y'all ready to move on? Yeah. Oh
0: wait. Hold on. Hold on one sec. Sorry.
1: What, what the fuck is it now? Girlfriend's calling me. Hold on one sec. Oh, 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 just...
0: Hello? Yeah? Yeah, I'm recording. Hello? Are you fucking serious? Okay, so? so? So what?
1: Maybe maybe we could do the outro between this Jesus I don't know, like, Christ. Yeah, well,
2: let's right. talk about... Um, see, all right, fine.
0: Yeah. The... yeah. You want to fucking have it? That's fine. Yeah, no problem. I'll come home. Oh,
1: my God.
0: <sighs> all right. Um all right all right yo boys wh- uh right. yeah, i right. gotta go deal with some shit um okay you can add all all this all this shit yeah, out, yeah right? i'll take it yeah, out of course yeah. um yeah there's some fucking we're both like off the nicotine for and it's been a week and it's just been fucking bad i gotta go i'll try to come back um. See if I can go home and deal with this, and then um, and then I'll be back. I'll just I'll text okay, you guys. Okay, Listen, can, wait, can, we, so, can,
2: can we just record this without you? I mean, okay.
0: Guys, I th- I think I gotta we can. Fucking. I gotta go. All right. All right okay. If, All right, you, we'll if you guys want to start out. and no, do we'll a little bit, I'll we'll, come. I'll I'll come back, yeah, or, yeah, we'll, or maybe I can Skype you from my place, and yeah. my, we can have All my right,
2: thing. Right. We'll okay. Hit me up. Text me. Cool. See you guys. Okay.
1: All right. Hmm. Jeez.
2: Vince Foster. Now, the Clinton body count conspiracy theory essentially argues that people around the Clintons are always just dying mysteriously. And it's implied that the Clintons are somehow uh, have a hand in their death. But the one death that really kicked off this conspiracy theory was the tragic suicide of Deputy Special Counsel Vincent Foster on July 20th,
1: 1993. Vincent Fusca died.
2: (laughs) Now, uh, the connection between Vince Foster and Bill Clinton actually goes way, way back The backyard of Vince Foster's boyhood home in Hope, Arkansas, bordered the backyard of the home owned by Bill's grandparents, with whom Bill uh, lived until he was four. Bill and Vince played together as little boys, but they lost touch when Bill's family moved to Hot Springs, Arkansas in 1953. According to Hillary Clinton's 2003 memoir, Living History, she first got to know Vince Foster when she was uh, running a legal aid clinic at law school. Uh, She was having a problem providing free help to poor legal clients. A judge was requiring clients to be qualified under an antiquated Arkansas law that permitted free legal assistance only when their assets were worth less than $10. So this was a 19th century law that said that basically if you for some reason that didn't permit free legal help unless you had less than 10 bucks worth of stuff and the clothes on your back.
1: So Hillary took all their money and killed them.
2: Since uh, Vince Foster was the head of the bar committee that oversaw legal aid, Hillary sought help uh, from Foster. Uh, Foster recruited lawyers to help Hillary's case, and they eventually got the state bar's executive committee to vote in support of the legal aid clinic and in favor of repealing the law. So
1: well, That law, come on. Well, it's a dumb America law. America yeah. is incredible. This is that shit of like. Oh, you're poor, huh? But you own a
2: fridge. Yeah. So uh, 1976, Vince Foster hired Hillary Clinton to join the litigation section of a Rose law firm. Uh, She was that firm's first female associate. Uh, Hillary and Vince had adjacent offices at the firm, and they shared a secretary. Uh, Foster developed a reputation as one of the best trial litigators in Arkansas. Hillary called Foster, quote, one of the best lawyers I've ever known. Uh, The Clintons and Foster grew very close. According to Bill Clinton's memoir, My Life, uh, Vince Foster's wife taught Chelsea Clinton how to swim. So they were, they were uh, good friends, good family friends.
1: This is a hundred percent that beginning of like a, of a Netflix true crime documentary (laughs) where they're showing you like eight millimeter footage. And they're like, life was good back then. Like plucky guitar, but with like a somber kind of undertone.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Fast forward to 1992. Bill, uh, you know, actually, I got, a, I, got a, um, I got a voice message here from Jake. Okay. Um, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry stop. Is he going to gonna come? Like, is he at the door? Hold on. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just, just a message. Let me, let me uh, play it here.
0: Travis, what's up, man? It's Jake. Rogatanski from the show. Um, crazy shit going down, dude. Uh, I didn't really want to bug you, but um, the last time I was in trouble, I called Julian. He kind of made fun of me, and I ended up stuck in Seth Abramson's basement for like three days, so... Um, Anyways I'll try to be quick Uh, My phone is at like 69% So I gotta make sure I save battery Um, But here's the deal So I was like Minding my business Just sitting on the couch Arguing with my girlfriend As you guys know Because we're both off the jewel Like five days ago And we're being absolutely horrible To one another uh, As we withdraw from nicotine Um, But that's beside the point Um, So we're sitting there And all of a sudden I shit you not dude Kablam All the fucking windows In my apartment Exploding these guys In full body armor And ski masks Jump through the windows With silenced MP5s Dude it was fucking amazing I was loving it Until they tackled me And put zip ties around my (laughs) wrists (laughs) (laughs) Jesus (laughs)
1: He sounds sounds like shit. Uh,
0: The group chat is compromised, dude. Uh, I heard one of the guys saying we'd be in Chepakwa by 800 hours, some shit like that. Uh, They know about the episode, dude. They know what you guys are doing. I guess they got my address by cross-referencing the DMV and seeing who had the most parking tickets in Los Angeles. Me, of course. (laughs) I knew I should have used some of the fucking podcast money to pay those instead of buying Destiny for the 11th time. Uh, But hey, man, lesson learned. Uh, Lesson learned. Okay, we're stopping. Did I mention I was in a van? Okay, well, I'm in a van, and it's stopping. I'll try to call you guys as soon as I can. Uh, call the FBI. Wait, no, 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 no. FBI's compromised. Um, shit. Uh, call my mom, I guess. And tell them that I love him. Rakatansky out.
2: Oh, geez. He sounds, that, that, he sounds like shit. That's I mean, terrible.
1: obviously be him being taken sucks, but I think that whatever he has, like the disease he has is going to kill him.
2: Yeah. Julian, uh, do you they have don't. Jake's mom's number? No. Nah, I mean, don't either.
1: I definitely don't.
2: Uh, man.
1: Uh, officially, I don't have Jake's mom's number. I can't. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, uh, listen, I, let's, I don't know, man, wait, is signal, he's saying signal is, is compromised. He, he doesn't actually know the difference between signal and, and the text messages, the normal ones. Um, hey, listen, uh, th- so maybe th- th- they th- aren't, uh, com- maybe those aren't compromised. Maybe that, uh, Twitter DMS, we listen. want to stay out of those. Yeah, we can't can't call
2: the cops. Uh, you know what? Let's let's just finish recording this episode. Yeah, okay. Let's just keep going.
1: It, like honestly, last time he got out of it somehow. I'm sure,
2: so. I'm sure he's fine. I, I think I,
1: last time he stripped nude and, and like a kind of bizarre wet worm just kind of made his way through yeah. a, a fissure in in the mud or something at at you know Abramson's place. Let's just
2: keep going. Yep. Fast forward to nineteen ninety-two. Bill Clinton wins the presidential election and Vince Foster joins Clinton's presidential transition team. Uh, This was despite Foster's reluctance to leave his life in Little Rock behind and come to Washington. As we'll see later, he was right to be skeptical of uh, moving from Little Rock to Washington. A later investigation by special counsel Robert B. Fisk Jr. tells what happened next. Vince Foster's first job for President elect Clinton was vetting top appointees, which he hated.
1: Oh, he hated the appointees? He
2: hated, well, he hated like making sure that they were ready, ready for prime time. basically, that they right. have these skeletons in their closet, that yeah. they didn't, that they could sail through the nomination process, that Congress wouldn't rip them apart. So uh, it's
1: true. You have to basically dig dirt and then bury it again.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, essentially. You, you have to. Yeah. Well, you have to, you know, you have to make sure that there. that basically the opposition isn't going to come up with gonna surprise you with anything so so
1: you do oppo research but without any like without any of the like yes this is gonna be awesome i'm gonna use this it's just like "Eh, this guy sucks yeah plus you find out that every piece of shit hmm. has awful awful stuff in that closet (laughs) and you're like damn that must be yeah if that's your first job upon arriving at washington i'm sure you leave it disillusioned you're right you know, one thing that is sort of reading about Vince Foster's
2: life is that we learned that he's really kind of a Boy Scout in that he was like he was this smart, hardworking guy who really believes in integrity and his reputation and doing the right thing. Mm,
1: sounds th- like Seth Rich.
2: <laughs> and then he came to Washington and Joe Washington just ruined him inside and out. A lot
1: like Travis View in this podcast.
2: Foster complained to his Little Rock physician of depression and anxiety Things got worse for him in January 1993 when an attorney general nominee, that's Zoe E. Baird, was forced to withdraw her nomination as attorney general because she had failed to pay taxes for a nanny. Uh, Foster blamed himself for the botched attorney general nomination. The uh, night of the withdrawn nomination, Foster was literally sick from a panic attack. So he, he just he just is self-flagellating, Damn. be like, oh, oh, I did a bad job.
1: This like, is This is if you send Jake to Washington. Right. <laughs> just for breaks him things got even worse for foster at the beginning of the clinton
2: administration because he found himself involved in the clinton presidency's very first major scandal and that was travelgate
1: oh, and God. i'm not, i'm i'm guessing this one's going to be hilarious in light of the recent
2: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah of course yes in recent yeah we look back what they consider just the <laughs> audacious scandal in like the early 90s just is yeah. is, is, is is it's sad Travelgate concerned the White House travel office, which is tasked with arranging travel for the White House press corps. Uh, the White House claimed that the new administration discovered some bookkeeping irregularities and poorly organized records within the travel office, so they fired seven employees and tried to reorganize it. Now, normally this is fine. The uh, you know everyone in the White House serves at the pleasure of the president. They can sort of uh, you know set up shop any way that they want. Mm-hmm. But seven. Yeah, yeah. Was, they
1: they cleaned house. So seven is an unlucky number.
2: Yeah, according to Republicans and other critics, this was actually a ploy to get rid of career White House employees in order to give business to associates of Clinton.
1: That is what every president does. Yeah, they they install what's called an administration based mm-hmm. on ties that that's, they have previously built with people in the field. Yeah, so uh, hang him. <laughs>
2: There's one example. There was a Hollywood producer, Harry Tomlinson, who apparently uh, wanted to get business for his air charter company through the White House. And now they just
1: send the daughter yeah. to the U.N. Yeah. Who, who gives a, who a
2: shit? No one gives a fuck no anymore. One gives a like, shit <laughs> this
1: country is <laughs> like... Yes, we just used to be better at hiding the level of corruption.
2: Also under scrutiny was the fact that the White House asked the FBI to look into possible improprieties in the travel office operation, which critics also alleged was an improper use of the FBI. Just... Incredibly corrupt, just, just shocking. God damn, man, yeah.
1: Wow, this is damning. This is damn. They're going to kill Vince Foster over this. I can already see it
2: coming. Here's what a 1995 report from the Washington Post said about those
1: events: As the FBI was poised to begin its probe, Vince Foster tried to slow events. Before firing any employees, he wanted to first have a completed review of Travel Office Finances, which was done by the consulting firm KPMG Pete Marwick. He asked FBI agents to hold off until it was completed. He's a very meticulous, cautious guy, Vince Foster.
2: Um, however, there were other people who wanted things to proceed faster, including reportedly then First Lady Hillary Clinton.
1: Yeah, can, can't, we, can't we just drone strike this guy? <laughs>
2: According to a later report by the Government Accountability Office, White House Director of Administration David Watkins said that the First Lady wanted to get, quote, our people into the travel office. In written responses to questions from uh, GAO investigators, Hillary Clinton said that quote she doesn't recall this conversation with the same level of detail as Mr. Watkins.
1: God fuck the, the Republicans are incredible. How is this even a thing? It's, what the hell? They fired people and replaced yeah, them in it, like a really inconsequential office. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a minor office. You know what? You know what? The 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 problem was really is that is that uh, the people in this travel office they had. Uh, tight ties with the press corps because they work closely with the press and so the oh, press yeah, they were so, friend,
1: so the press was pissed so the press oh, was so the pi- press the, oh, dude that is true yeah, that yeah. is a stupid move to fire seven people very close to the press who have exactly. close close ties because they're going to instantly be fired and be like oh hey uh, all those numbers that i have now in my phone could uh just uh, flip through this rolodex and uh, start feeding random shit uh i'm pretty pissed uh, you know the last president it was good enough for him not good enough for bill why
2: nefarious Yeah, it sounds like they 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 barreled into Washington without, like, thinking a whole lot about, like, uh, the consequences of their maneuvers with, like, you think, oh, okay, I can hire and fire whoever I want or just get rid of these people, put my own people fine. But once again, yeah,
1: once again, it's like corruption, but but not really just incompetence and kind of like lack of savvy. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to use my own. I don't want to switch phones. Yeah.
2: (laughs) All this put an additional level of media scrutiny on Vince Foster, who wasn't accustomed to it. According to the Fisk report, Foster was increasingly obsessed with Travelgate and the possibility of a congressional hearing. Though Foster is confident that he and the White House had done nothing wrong, he told his friend Webster L. Hubble that, quote, In Washington, you are assumed to have done something wrong, even if you have not.
1: <sighs> an early victim I... of, tra- of cancel culture. Yeah, <laughs>
2: exactly he's he's such a such a naive little lamb he sounds like in these reports i, c- I come to washington i work hard these people are mean to me what's going on <laughs> foster considered resigning but he could not face the personal humiliation he would have felt uh, returning to arkansas instead he appeared exhausted drawn and gray his weight plummeted and he went whole nights without sleeping and he wouldn't take sleeping pills because he feared becoming addicted
1: Classic. You gotta rely on drugs, dude. You gotta... First of all, where the fuck were the Clintons with their adrenochrome?
2: Yeah, They
1: needed to help this man out. Yeah, right.
2: A string of highly critical editorials in the Wall Street Journal in June and July of 1993 left Foster feeling even more distraught. Multiple people testified that he was troubled by one Wall Street Journal article in particular, entitled, Who is Vince Foster?, He told his brother-in-law, former congressman Beryl Anthony Jr., that the reputation he had spent a lifetime building was being tarnished. On Friday, July 16th, Foster confided to his sister, Sheila Anthony, that he was fighting depression and did not know what to do.
1: This is actually how I would be. I've thrown you and Jake into this is exactly how I would be. I'd be like god they all hate me <laughs> right. god they think i'm nothing oh god <laughs> except i would i would just go for the pills Exactly.
2: i feel like you you would not have a problem grabbing those sw- sleeping pills uh, <laughs> once they start writing the hoolish julian field once like yeah you know.
1: <laughs> thank you for the confidence <laughs>
2: <laughs> sheila anthony arranged for her brother to speak to a psychiatrist off the record because foster was worried that he would damage his security clearance uh, she gave him uh, two doctors' names. Uh, Foster dialed the first name twice, but apparently hung up when he got an answering machine. And he just he wasn't that he didn't pour that much inf- effort into uh, getting psychiatric help, which was a real, real tragedy. Actually, Monday, July nineteenth brought another journal editorial. Uh, Foster told his sister that he was not ready to see a psychiatrist. Instead, he called his doctor in Little Rock, who prescribed the antidepressant medication Trazodone. Uh, Foster apparently took one tablet later that night. He spent the day in his office, mostly with the door closed, wrapping up odds and ends. Uh, Foster's assistant noticed that Foster had posted three letters using his own stamps. One of his letters was addressed to his mother in Hope, Arkansas, and another was addressed to an insurance company. Vince Foster's final day was July 20th, 1993. Then White House counsel Bernie Nussbaum later recalled that on that day, the Clinton administration, which was six months old to the day was riding high on multiple victories. At a morning ceremony in the Rose Garden, President Clinton announced the appointment of former federal judge Louis Frey to head the uh, FBI, a nomination that produced enthusiastic bipartisan cheers.
1: God, another beautiful relic of a pre-Mitch McConnell time.
2: (laughs) Supreme Court nominee Ruth Bader Ginsburg was sailing through her confirmation hearing that day. Bernie Nussbaum was uh, watching Congress lob softball questions at Ginsburg when Foster walked in. Nussbaum declared, "We hit two home runs today." But Nussbaum says Foster barely reacted to the good news. Determined to save her the moment, Bernie Nussbaum put on his suit jacket and announced that he was going out to lunch. Well, fuck you, Debbie Downer. <laughs> I know. I'm out of here. <laughs> bad vibes Vince <laughs> shortly after noon an administrative assistant named Linda Tripp who would later become famous due to the Lewinsky Lu- scandal yeah i talk about her a little bit in my part uh brought foster his usual lunch a cheeseburger french fries and a coke
1: J- jesus christ do americans just is this just <laughs> yeah every it, level of society yeah this should it. be this should this is like a treat yourself you can't just do this at lunch no wonder you're
2: depressed but uh, Tripp also added some M&M's to the tray, knowing that Foster liked oh, them. for fuck's sake. <laughs> she killed him. She <laughs> killed him. All right. When <laughs> the Tripp killed Vince <laughs> Trip, Foster? Who was still alive, did not kill <laughs> Vince Foster, <laughs> to be clear. Um, at approximately 1 p.m., Foster walked out of his office carrying his suit coat, but no briefcase. He remarked to Tripp that the, there were still a few M&M's on the tray, and she was welcome to them. Uh, Foster's last heard words were, I'll be back.
1: If Jake were here, you know what he'd just read that in the Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. <laughs> yeah, well.
2: Missy buddy, hope hope you're hope you're doing well. Where whatever's happening to you?
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Foster drove his uh, gray 1989 Honda Accord to Fort Marcy Park in Fairfax County, Virginia. It was there, according to five separate official investigations into the matter, that Vince Foster sat down on a steep embankment in the woody park cocked an antique 38 caliber revolver that had previously belonged to his father, pointed the barrel toward the back of his throat, and fired a single bullet into his mouth. Vince Foster's body was discovered by a confidential source that is only named CW in reports. CW reportedly had pulled into the park in order to find a place to urinate. When he uh, came across the body, he notified park police. Now, obviously, if a White House lawyer is found shot dead in a park, that demands an investigation. And Vince Foster's death is one of the most thoroughly investigated deaths in, in, in the world. Maybe I would be surprised if it's like the, like the second most investigated death after like JFK's assassination. So the first investigation was by the United States park police with the assistance from the FBI. It concluded that the death was a suicide. Next up was the investigation of independent counsel, Robert B. Fisk, which I referenced earlier, which also concluded that that it was a suicide. There was also two congressional investigations. The first one was led by uh, Congressman William Klinger Jr. who, who was the uh, ranking Republican on the House Government Reform and Oversight Committee. The second was by the Senate Committee on Banking, Housing and Urban Affairs, and they both concluded that the death was a suicide.
1: Hmm, mysterious. All <laughs> oh, what a this?
2: They oh, all come for? to they all come to the same exact <laughs> conclusion.
1: Hmm, how convenient. No. I love that like not almost none of these are are partisan authorities like they're all just completely random no
2: no they're all they're all like police or you know like republicans republican congressmen who who are looking into this they all come to the identical conclusion so there were still these accusations of foul play and sometimes these accusations were made in these outrageous ways that defamed vince foster for example in 1995 yeah
1: fuck like, is okay, he back Jake,
2: in, Yeah, Jake. Why is he Jake fucking messaging me
1: you, dude? He doesn't. He doesn't fucking, well, he doesn't I've trust you. I've told him so many fucking times how to use the, the fucking app to fucking do the group thing, and then he doesn't fucking reply all.
2: Yeah. Well, Whatever, okay. dude. Hold on. Hold on. Let, let's see what he uh, says. Yeah, I say. hope he's okay. I mean, all right. Let's see what, let's see what the smoke says.
1: Honestly, it sounds like he's just fucking lying and he's just in a big fight and he just needs some, like, better excuse, you know? Well, let's find out.
0: Hey, what's up again, Travis? It's Jake. Um, so unsurprisingly, I've been kidnapped by the Clintons. I mean, not the Clintons themselves, obviously, but people who work for them, for sure. Uh, mostly MS-13 guys, who are actually super cool. Uh, I showed one of them that <laughs> trick that I can do with a playing card, where I sort of <laughs> flip it behind my hand, and it looks like it disappears. And uh, they've been super friendly with me. Um, honestly, the whole thing isn't totally terrible. I mean, they're keeping us in super nice rooms. It feels kind of like a hotel and shit. I mean, obviously, if you haven't sent for help by now, um, definitely do still. Uh, it's it's plush, but I'm I'm still being held against my will, and... There's a lot of really weird art and shit on the walls. Like, there's this one painting where it's all the Clintons together, but it's, like, painted by Matt Groening, so they all look like Simpson characters. <laughs> normally, <laughs> normally I would think that shit is pretty tight, but something about it gives me the fucking creeps, dude. Uh, hope you guys are safe. Is Julian with you? Uh, all right. Um, talk to you guys soon, hopefully. Is
1: Julian with you?
0: I have a charger and stuff in here, so call you me back uh, whenever. All right. Bye.
1: I mean... All right. He uh, sounds beyond fine. I'm yeah, pretty he, sure at this point. He's 100% fine. Yes, I will call whatever. him back.
2: But God, I want to just get through this episode. Yeah, just continue. Yeah, okay. Here I go. Uh, for example, in 1995, the right wing uh, media watchdog organization, Accuracy in Media, took out a full page ad accusing the MSM of a massive cover up. The headline read Wanted a fair trial for Vince Foster. And here's what some of that copy said.
1: Vince Foster deserves a defense. You wouldn't want to be remembered as a weakling and a coward who abandoned your family without a parting word, leaving them tortured with the thought that they might bear some responsibility for your death, and neither would Vince Foster. Jesus Christ, these people yeah. are despicable. It is, it is What the fuck is wrong with vile. these people? <laughs> it's, like, it's amazing. Yeah, it's like
2: it's like he's he a... <laughs> they exploit his death and then defame him at the same time just inhuman just ghoulish i love
1: it oh god incredible that they've been proven right since
2: (laughs) it was this environment that helped birth the final and most thorough investigation of the death of vince foster and that was the one from independent counsel ken Starr. for
1: fuck's sake the fucking epstein pedo guy doesn't he have any, like, uh, like pedophile uh, uh, solidarity with Bill Clinton, allegedly?
2: Now, Starr was originally uh, charged with investigating Clinton's pre-presidency financial dealings with the Whitewater Land Company. So on what grounds did he think that he needed to also investigate the death of Vince Foster, especially since the matter had been so thoroughly investigated already? Well, as it so happens, the person who convinced Starr to look into Vince Foster's death was a young prosecutor by the name of Brett Kavanaugh.
1: God, I want to yes. take the judge's gavel and just <laughs> this piece of shit. God, just pancake Brett Kavanaugh.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, yes, that's uh, current Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh who I'm sure has a really <laughs> incredible security team oh God <laughs> in a in a memo uh, young Kavanaugh says that he received allegations that Vince Foster's death related to uh, President miss Clinton's involvement and uh, Whitewater and other alleged scandals allegations from who you ask allegations from people like Chris Ruddy, who was a journalist for the Pittsburgh Tribune Review, who was one of the biggest promoters of Vince Foster conspiracy theories. So we had journalists who were trying to drum up conspiracy theories. They had been in communication with Brett Kavanaugh and they uh, they convinced him that this was worth uh, adding to investigation. Then Kavanaugh convinced Starr. So just the uh, just the far right media to to the Justice Department pipeline.
1: I love it. And yeah. yeah, Ruddy is, once you look into him. Yeah, uh, Chris Ruddy. Absolutely he, amazing. He, he
2: later founded uh, yeah, Newsmax. Oh which God, er, he did. He oh founded Newsmax, God. which is just shit that makes like the Daily Caller and Fox News seem just you know, like like share Blue. It's just, it's just incredible. However, memos by Kavanaugh from that era reveal that he may not have fully considered the consequences of entertaining kooks like Chris Ruddy. For example, here's one memo that Kavanaugh wrote about Ruddy uh, asking about Carolyn Huber,
1: who was a uh, personal aide to the Clintons. Chris Ruddy called me at about 6 p.m. on Thursday, May 25th. He had called and left approximately 8 to 12 messages. Come on, man. You're a fucking judge. You can't fucking count. 8 to 12 messages for me in the previous two days. Most of the conversation involved Ruddy ranting and raving about various matters. Uh, (laughs) So what? You took him seriously then. Great. His only question to me regarding the investigation was whether I heard of Carolyn Huber. Wait, is this, are they related to AG Huber? Trust Huber? I, I, I say, I do not know. God, this entire, everything in Washington is just a big royal yep. family. They're all, it's all a bunch of dynasties. I felt like saying, quote, of course I have heard of Carolyn Huber, you idiot, but resisted the temptation. Ruddy then made a number of points, which I generally listened to without responding. Basically, he is getting all this information from these people who just have an agenda. They actually don't care about the
2: truth. And then all of a sudden they're bothering him. They're calling him so many times he doesn't even bother to count. And now there's sort of like a pain, uh, sort of a thorn in his side. But long story short, Vince Foster's death was investigated by Ken Starr. And here's what it basically concluded. When police and rescue personnel arrived at the scene, they found Vince Foster dead with a gun in his right hand. The gun belonged to Vince Foster. Gunshot residue-like material was observed on Vince Foster's right hand, and there was no evidence of a struggle in the area where Vince Foster's body was discovered. An examination of Vince Foster's clothing and an autopsy did not indicate any kind of struggle or any injury besides the gunshot. There was no evidence that Foster was intoxicated or drugged.
1: Well, that should put this to bed. Dr. Henry Lee,
2: one of the world's foremost forensic scientists, concluded that there there was gunshot residue in a sample of the soil from the place where Vince Foster's body was found. In addition, the blood splatters on Mr. Foster's face had not been altered or smudged, contrary to what would have been likely uh, if the body had been moved. This leads to the conclusion that the shot was fired by Vince Foster where he was found in Fort Marcy Park. The evidence with respect to Vince Foster's state of mind also points to suicide. Dr. Alan Berman, a psychologist who is the executive director of the American Association of Suicidology... (laughs) Get the fuck out. No, it's real. (laughs) I love it. ...said of Foster that the, quote, last 96 hours show clear signs of crisis and uncharacteristic vulnerability. And there is little doubt that Foster was clinically depressed. So, basically... Powerful people who would love nothing more than to destroy the Clintons investigated Vince Foster's death for years. They focused millions of dollars and recruited the biggest experts in the world as part of this effort. And all of those investigations all universally concluded that Vince Foster's death was a tragic suicide.
1: Too bad Jake uh, is not here because he's going to do another episode about how there's a lot of, credence to it some says, of these
2: claims that's that's basically how it works is that is that what happens like mm, there's some there's some questions and sometimes i'll say like they'll they'll i read the conspiracy theorists be like i the uh, inventory report says that there were 16 Polaroids at the scene, but the records only show 14. What was in the other two Polaroids? Vince mm-hmm. Foster was murdered. Like, like, this is like, it's always like, they always find these weird, like, little yeah. little, little things, little discrepancies. And then from that, they draw wild conclusions. And then they don't look at, like I said, the totality of of the evidence. They don't look at the meat of the matter. And they try to find these weird little anomalies or something like that to conclude that this was basically like the biggest cover up in Washington
1: history. Why did Vince Foster upload those photos to VSCO instead of Instagram? <laughs> right. Big question mark. You, you certainly chose the one that you knew would be provable. But what about the 99 million other deaths? <laughs> so, so Travis. Yeah, this, yeah, this whole thing, everything, everything <laughs> from <laughs> Vince Foster
2: to like even like the, the Clinton body count thing is all re- yeah. rests on like one big gish
1: gallop. Yeah, where- I did. I did like because I did want to give it a good run, even though I think it's boring to try to investigate the entire fucking awful list. Every single one were very, very easily. Uh, that I that I looked into at least were very easily found to be uh, yeah it's, fraudulent. It's, yeah, it's
2: just like exactly. It's just like uh, the the Q proofs. They take like they take like they show you like one thing, and you you explain to them like why that's nonsense. Like, well, they just throw it away, throw it in the trash can, and they show you okay, what about this other problem, this yeah. other thing? And they can just throw
1: them at you like endlessly. And well, because, as you see, the list starts with like twenty four names. Right. It it now has over a hundred, and it mutated. You know what it is? Yeah. It's exactly again like the satanic panic pamphlets that you st- they start to get photocopied and passed around and you can't ever no of course there's going to be a portion of the population that will never ever go back to not thinking that 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 there's something fishy there. And that's uh that's what Jacob Wolf specializes in doing, making sure that that 15% stays kind of confused. Yeah, nice and frothy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
3: Clinton body count.
1: The original list contained 24 names. Put together in 1994 by a woman named Linda Thompson, the Clinton body count tally was included in a letter by former California representative William E. Danmeyer to congressional leaders urging them to hold hearings on the matter. Let's deal with Linda first. She was not a fan of the Clintons. A year before the list, she had produced a videotape entitled Waco, The Big Lie, about the horribly botched government siege of the gun-toting Branch Davidian cult run by David Koresh. So if you remember, the siege ended in a giant fire and a bunch of deaths. Linda's documentary made mention of specific deaths of four agents from the Alcohol and Firearms Task Force, but made them way more cool and epic. She claimed, for example, that three of the four ATF agents killed in the assault on the compound had previously been bodyguards for Bill Clinton, and that the Clintons, in cahoots with the New World Order, had orchestrated the shootout to get rid of the three men, which is just a very complex way to get rid of three guys. Linda made another videotape that year entitled, America Under Siege. I kind of say she's kind of boss. Here is the opening.
4: This is a beautiful and wonderful country, or maybe I should say it was, before it was taken over by murderers, liars, and thieves. Yes, we do have a crime problem, and our biggest crime problems are the people running this government. Strong language? Yes, and I'm prepared to back it up with proof. Right now, though, I want to take a little time to explain who I am, why I made this tape, and why you need to see it. My name is Linda Thompson. I'm chairman of the American Justice Federation.
1: So the American Justice Federation was run out of a, uh, a strip ball uh, between like a dentist and a pizza parlor, I believe, in Indiana. Um, so following this little intro, she kind of goes over a long list of credentials. Uh, she's uh, a veteran uh, and many, many other things. Uh, but she also rehashes the Waco stuff and then serves this up at the
4: end of the intro. This isn't the justice for all that we grew up hearing about. What happened? What has gone so very wrong? How do we put it right? As I began searching for the answers to those questions, it became clear to me that these pockets of brutality and corruption are merely symptoms of a larger, far more pervasive evil that is now literally controlling this country. This is the New World Order Plan and the scenes you've just seen, and the scenes you're about to see, are all about the New World Order. And they are why I am doing what I'm doing now, and why I won't stop, and why you must listen, and why you must know what really is going on in this country. Find out who these people are, what their plan is, and how they got so much power over us. Find out what's going to happen so you can help stop the New World Order.
1: So oh, it's the
2: same fucking it's, it's the yeah. same playbook over yeah. and over again. She's like, she's Alex Jones. She, she, oh, she's also like the plan to save the world video. You know, it was like, I was like, it's the same premise is like mm-hmm. there, there are people who are criminals and they like, they uh, run the country and they have a secret nefarious plan to uh, destroy America and join the new world order is the same fucking story told every generation and uh, just a massive numbers of, of Americans just want to believe it always. It's just It just won't stop, Julian.
1: <laughs> no, it won't stop. It won't stop. Like this podcast that will not stop. So uh, you can't see the video, listener, but she looks like Nancy Reagan had sex with Sigourney Weaver, basically. She's kind of a handsome woman, and I like yeah. her energy. Like yeah. She has... She's focused, you know She's a lot like Alex Jones. Like she's good at what she's doing.
2: I almost feel like she's able she's able to uh keep a little bit more control than Alex Jones, so you take her a little bit more seriously. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, she does have this 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 where she seems like a genuinely outraged citizen. So uh, yeah, yeah, she, she's good.
1: Her belief system was wider ranging. She claimed in her videotapes that the New World Order, or NWO, were deploying black helicopters and FEMA concentration camps to prepare America for martial law, at which point the United Nations would come in and take over. Um, 1994 was a very active year for Linda. She produced three videotapes and got in contact with the aforementioned former California representative William Dannemeyer to provide him with the Clinton body count list which then made its way to Congress. So it's interesting to see that the list right off the bat was like made by female Alex Jones, who was making all these other wild claims in that exact same year. She was very, very active. And there was no other year that she was even remotely this active. The videotapes would uh, would be a trickle after this. But something in 1994, she went on one, dude. And she was... She has great footage like she, she basically traveled around with a, uh, a little camera I guess like one of these like home video cameras and she took a lot of like video of like tanks rolling by on, on uh, t- train tracks and stuff like that and you know would like put that stuff into uh, her her tapes. Okay, um, so on to William Dannemeyer. So he was a very, very special guy. He he was a conservative who fought against illegal immigration, phone sex lines, and flag desecration. Yeah. Yeah, all the good good fights. (laughs) He battled the theory of evolution. He tried to knock down the separation of church and state, and he pushed for deregulation of natural gas. He voted against the Americans for Disability Act and was a staunch anti-LGBTQ advocate. In fact, in 1989, he entered a long screed into congressional record that described graphic homosexual acts, uh, content warning for, for those, I guess. Now, this is absolutely fuck all to do with the Clinton body count, but it took me forever to find this stupid congressional record and verify that it did in fact exist. So I'm going to make Travis View read it for you now.
2: What homosexuals do. Militant homosexuals do not want you to know of the behavior that defines their existence. They do not want you to know that the average homosexual has homosexual sex two to three times per week. That's-
1: <laughs> it's like, that's like a, yeah, that's like uh, that's like late marriage. <laughs> my God, you're telling on yourself, dude. Oh my God, the, these homosexuals are fucking twice a week. They're
2: savages. What the? <laughs> <laughs> Uh. (laughs) Mm. That the average homosexual has 1,000 or more sexual partners in his lifetime that the average homosexual has only what that math doesn't add up they're fucking two to three times a week they have a thousand partners in their lifetime yeah that what so so assume, assume that's the series that's assume you're fucking three different guys a week that's the series that's three that's that's what 100, 150 you're about yeah, 100, 150 like six I don't know, man. 156 it would like it would take I mean it would take you just switch a solid,
1: people,
2: you so, gotta switch people three times a week too yeah god yeah that's very, you'd have to work know, at it. I don't know. It
1: still seems like a, seven years. You could that's do it. it. You, you could, could do, do it. Us. You'd have
2: to be persistent. But yeah, I suppose it's doable. Yeah. It's just a lot. It's a lot of... It's a lot of sex, Travis. <laughs> that the average homosexual has only one sexual encounter per partner and never sees the partner again after the encounter. That the average homosexual has experienced receptive anal penetration or the insertion of one man's penis in another man's rectum. <laughs> and that the average homosexual's favorite activities include receiving oral sodomy, that is, putting one man's penis
1: in another man's mouth. I love calling that oral sodomy. sodomy. You, hey, don't you love uh, fucking your homie's mouth ass?
2: Performing anal penetration and participating in mutual oral sodomy <laughs> They're 69ing. Nice. Other activities peculiar to homosexuality include rimming, or one man using his tongue to lick the rectum of another man. Golden showers, having one man or men urinate on another man or men. Fisting or handballing. (laughs) <laughs> which has
1: which is throwing a ball into the net of another man's ass
2: which has one man insert his hand and or part of his arm into another man's rectum and using what are euphemistically termed toys such as one man inserting dildos certain vegetables or light bulbs up another man's rectum
1: how many uh, homosexuals does it take to screw in a light bulb <laughs> into another man's ass <laughs> God. Uh, yeah. When, this was like, what, the mid-90s? No, this was 1989. 1989. Yeah. God. So he, like, everybody in Congress was like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> why are you, why do we have to have this? And so there were like articles written about like, do we now have to censor the records of Congress? Because they're like essentially just lurid descriptions of men licking other men <laughs> and just people rimming each other. <laughs> if there's <laughs> a bunch of like right. boring law Fucking- stuff and then it's like oh. and by the way mm. one man definitely rimmed another man's ass <laughs> right. at least once in history right congress
2: so, uh after dark it gets a little yeah. blue after
1: 9 p.m god i had to scrub through hours of congress it was worth it
2: your, yeah. your your efforts are appreciated
1: well i fucking it sucked because i realized that he actually didn't i thought he had read it himself which i thought was going to be so funny and i realized no he get he like he like i guess made um a move to get it entered into the into the the, the record of congress but he didn't actually read this himself because i think if you read this you become homosexual because it sounds fucking cool they're yeah. fucking a lot they're so they're putting light bulbs. they vegetables and shit. It's amazing. Dildos. All kinds of stuff. These people are having a lot of fun. Yeah, These animals are fucking twice a week. Oh. So I, I do love the idea that people who fuck twice a week are just like, let's do some fisting. Like, let's... Yeah, we well, don't I, fuck that often, but when we do, we, do. we got vegetables, light
2: once, bulbs. What's you, your, you know, once you go to your your Friday night dick appointment, you're gonna make it make it worth by yeah, doing well, something a little crazy with a. That's
1: know. why you only do it twice a week because it takes so much preparation. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get so much material and stuff. So Dannemeyer also had some thoughts about the Jewish people. Of course, he accused Congress of subterfuge in their passing of a resolution officializing a holiday known as Education Day, USA which sounds innocent, but Dannemeyer was convinced that the resolution was actually an attempt at making the seven laws of Noah U.S. law. On his website, he explained what that meant. The main
2: goal of the Zionist Jews and their new world order is exactly the same as it was when
1: Jesus was on earth, to exterminate Christ. And his followers. So totally normal guy Mm -hmm. was fed the uh, body count list by totally normal girl. (laughs) Just just one of those love stories that you hear about. So in 1994, the same year as he gave us the Clinton body count by fucking bringing it to Congress, uh, Dannemeyer actually ditched Congress and ran for Senate. He lost and never held office again. (laughs) Oh, man, you hate to see a guy like this leave. (sighs) Go fuck yourself. William. His brain got bigger over time. <laughs> Indeed, in 2006, he blamed the Lacey Peterson murder on a satanic cult, even though it really seems that her husband did it.
2: Well, well but at least by this point he had no real political power. Was he had like a media
1: platform or something? Yeah, he just kept fucking talking. Oh, Jesus, Christ. It's, it's like fucking Flynn and all these guys. Yeah. They're never gonna fucking yeah. stop. You're right. This is a good preview of what Trump's gonna be like when mm-hmm. he's out of office. Dana Meyer died in July of 2019. He was fucking ancient already in goddamn 89. They never die. They never die. These people have the real adrenochrome, by the way. If you're going to put together a fucking theory, how the fuck do these fucking awful conservatives live so long? How? How is Rush Limbaugh still fucking alive? I'm not even saying he's old, but God, he's done a lot of bad things to himself. Um, Speaking of death, Linda Thompson died in 2009 of a prescription drug overdose. Her nonprofit continues to churn out material. In 2017, they published the third chapter in the America Under Siege th- series. Like I said, like the, 94 to now, and they're only three chapters in. Like 94 was <laughs> a big, is, big year. This is an epic. This third uh, chapter was entitled Antifa, of course. Uh, it chronicles how Marxists have infiltrated every level of American power. Now, although Linda's death could easily be considered highly suspicious it does actually just seem legit uh linda had a botched gastric bypass 12 years prior to her death that was at a period of time where gastric bypasses were still kind of a young and quite dangerous operation to have this led to complications multiple operations and a malfunctioning stomach which caused her severe pain and it actually uh. caused her to slowly starve basically um, after she passed, her younger sister corroborated that Linda died of an overdose of pain medication and that there was, you know, no foul play involved. Okay, back to the Clinton body count in 1994, which is decidedly the year of the Clinton. Patrick Matriciana released. The Clinton Chronicles, An Investigation into the Alleged Criminal Activities of Bill Clinton. So, I'd like to point out that 1994 uh, was just a year after Clinton took office, so people were kind of gearing up to undermine him during his presidency and stick him with a variety of different scandals. Anyways, so The Clinton uh, Chronicles, the subtitle was, An Investigation into the Alleged Criminal Activities of Bill Clinton. The movie alleged... Among other things, that Bill Clinton had affairs with and harassed multiple women. Uh, uncontroversial. That's not say. that controversial. Yeah. Used Arkansas State Police to help him have sex with women and intimidate accusers. I mean, maybe. Maybe. Misused public funds, laundered money, and profited from drug smuggling. Drug smuggling. Yeah. It was it's like there was a, a scandal involving the Arkansas airport. Oh. And yeah, they tried to, they tried to connect him to it murdered multiple people and or covered up murders in relation to the aforementioned crime. So a lot of the times what they do is yeah, they take like stuff that he definitely did, which is, you know, be a fucking creep, sex yeah, right. pervert, and probable alleged rapist and potentially alleged pedophile as well. Mm-hmm. And then just go, Yeah, and that's why he killed like a hundred fucking people. yeah, the thing is they they
2: always overshoot. Like the conspiracy theorists, they always like whenever they get someone who was like who's like you could you could nail Clinton for being having poor character just being a real piece of shit and
1: they did they nailed him for a blowjob well yeah that's the thing is like all this stuff was kind of unnecessary when you see what he actually got impeached for yeah yeah so but but they always go with like and also he's
2: like a fucking al capone you know just fucking offing people
1: left and right much murder um so the movie was funded by larry nichols and distributed by reverend jerry falwell the documentary so the good peoples The documentary helped perpetuate the Clinton body count conspiracy, but was widely considered ridiculous. It was later found out that multiple people interviewed as expert witnesses in the documentary had been paid by the director, Patrick Matrishana's organization, Citizens for Honest Government, which was also tied to the Falwells. Matrishana would later defend this to Salon in 98.
2: We did not pay people to tell lies. We paid people so that they would no longer have to be afraid to tell the truth. (laughs) Most of the folks whom we have paid money have been the victims of political persecution and political oppression. These people told the truth, and we wanted to compensate them for that. So we're we're not paying people to say things. We're were sort of uh, making it easier for them to tell the truth. We're we're
1: scraping Mm. the fear from them with money. Mm. Everyone knows there's a certain amount of ones that you could toss at somebody as they writhe on a stage. And eventually (laughs) they have no fear. They can do anything. He also claimed during that interview that he hadn't been in contact with Jerry Falwell for, quote, at least a couple of years. Salam then obtained phone records showing that he spoke to Falwell extensively that very day. <laughs> when asked about this, he said, quote, I guess I'm only a bit player in all of this, but that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Larry Nichols, the guy who funded it, had previously been employed by Bill Clinton as the marketing director for the Arkansas Development Finance Authority. Nichols got busted for making 642 long-distance calls at state expense on behalf of the Contras in Nicaragua, apparently helping connect them with U.S. politicians backing their activities. Clinton fired him. Nichols later admitted that a lot of his actions after this point were motivated by spite.
2: <laughs> that probably explains modern politics a lot more than we'd like to admit.
1: Yeah, Contra is the fucking... ah, oh, Iran Contra. Just that... That whole era, it's fantastic. Multiple conservative talk radio outlets gladly platformed Nichols and his claims. Some of them even had substance. The affairs, sexual harassment, and, you know, the sexual assault stuff, mainly. Nichols was a pretty paranoid guy, though. In 1997, he told Philip Weiss of the New York Times.
2: They may just kill me. You'll read one day that I got drunk and ran into a moving bridge, or Larry Nichols got depressed over everything and blew his
1: head off. Ran into a moving bridge. Ran into a moving, But, but Listen, it? he's a Looney Tune character. It's <laughs> <laughs> Weiss actually hung out with Nichols quite a bit for the article, which is a very colorful article, actually. I, I enjoyed reading it. Here's another passage.
2: I didn't take on a president, Nichols said, as he got up to let the dog out. I started fighting a two-bit tin horn politician in Arkansas. When the dog hesitated, Nichols shook his head and said... Even my dogs don't believe me. <laughs> you know what
1: <laughs> the, I, love it. I love that.
2: <laughs> so funny. I mean, man, you've got to be really paranoid to say that the dogs
1: are eating on it. Now is an MK Ultra dog, remote control, chip in his brain. <laughs> we set
2: off into town. Nichols, a former jingle writer, slipped in a tape of himself playing in a soft rock band, and he said his wife and daughter urged him to drop his obsession with the present. Leave this alone. Get a regular job. Leave Clinton alone. They're just going to kill you. They'll try to put you in jail, he said they told him. I'm telling you. Smart says do that, but I can't. We passed the Yellowstone Faulkner County Courthouse. I've been in that jail right there. When, I said. Which time? (laughs) They trumped up a deal that had failed to yield at a yield sign. Then I got beat up by two guys furloughed from prison on a weekend pass, I broke one of them's finger with a tire
1: tool. I said, who sent you? Clinton? That's not even a question mark. It's yeah. a period. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, who sent you? Clinton. 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 Yeah, I, know. I already know. So Don't even answer. Um, God, I love that. I broke one of them's finger of their fingers. with a tire tool. Larry Nichols uh, is still alive, but he has gone through some weird phases, to say the least. In 2013, he started claiming that he had been a hitman for the Clintons and that he murdered several people for them. In 2015, he said that he was on painkillers when he made the statements and wasn't being serious. (laughs) That same year, he was interviewed by Mother Jones. This is from the article.
2: After six years of watching Barack Hussein Obama cower in the face of Islamists, Nichols believes the family he spent two decades tarring as cold-blooded crooks might just be the only people who can save the country. I'm not saying I like Hillary, you hear me? He said defensively. I'm not saying I like Hillary Rodman Clinton. I'm not saying anything I've said I take back, but God help me. I'm going to have to stand up and tell conservative patriots we have no choice but to give Hillary her shot. So so he's saying that he,
1: yeah, he wants people to vote for the person that he claimed had killed like just <laughs> dozens of people. Anyways, here's why.
2: I know she won't flinch, he continued. That's a mean son of a bitch woman that can be laying over four people and say, He paraphrased her now infamous response to hostile congressional questioning about the deaths of four Americans in Libya. What the hell difference did it make? He was against Clinton because of Whitewater. Now he's voting for her because of Benghazi. So,
1: I love Larry Nichols, actually. So here is Larry Nichols at the end of the Clinton Chronicles. He addresses the camera, and his closing statement is set to footage of Nichols with his jacket slung over his shoulder, wandering the green fields of justice.
3: There are lots of people that come to me that want to tell the truth. They come to me, but they're afraid. They're afraid of losing their jobs. They're afraid of family members or themselves being hurt. Don't be afraid anymore. (laughs) Bill Clinton doesn't own the world. He doesn't scare me. He shouldn't scare you. I wish all of y'all would do what I've done. Stand up. stand, Stand up for the country. I want my daughter to know that if you stand up and tell the truth, you're okay. Right now, all she sees is if you stand up and tell the truth, you'll be destroyed. If you're a pathological liar, lie through your teeth, every breath, hurt people needlessly, you'll get to be president. You don't want that. I, I don't want it. If I had anything to say to Bill Clinton, you know what it'd be? It's bound to be a great burden to walk around lying from one thing to another, to never tell the truth. Bill, tell the truth. Come clean. Oh, you may not get to be president, but the truth is that free. It'll set all of us free, and it'll save the nation. I've still not been accused of anything wrong, because I haven't done anything wrong. And I'm not going to do anything wrong.
1: So yeah, this Imagine a pathological liar lying his way into the office. Yeah, that would that would be a bad world to live in. Yeah, can you imagine
2: a world in which people are (laughs) deceitful in order to seek power? I mean I couldn't I couldn't imagine. Horrifying.
1: Yeah. Over time the Clinton body count list grew and grew. It got a shot in the arm in nineteen ninety. Oh, hey,
2: uh, Julian, I hate to hate to interrupt you. I got another message. I just want to. I just want to see how he's. He sounded
1: fine last time. I feel time. like we shouldn't even fucking play these. Like we can just play them all at the end. Uh, all right, but he, he,
2: he, he, this, First of all, what the fuck is he not fucking messaging me for? I don't. I don't know. I. I but I just. I just want to just double check. Whatever. I okay. worried
1: for. Him. All right, let's sure. see what this says. Yeah. Whatever.
0: Yo, Travis, what's going on, man? Oh. Uh, just
1: called to see how you
0: boys were doing.
1: Don't pretend you like this. You sort of a bitch, cause that shit over this one, man. I haven't even heard of <coughs> that.
0: Sorry about that. Yo, so, uh, reporting in, uh, you guys can probably cancel the rescue party if you called one. Uh, if you never did, that's fine, too. Um, yeah. Uh, turns out the clins are actually super fucking cool, you guys. Uh, dude, Chelsea's husband is a huge Weezer fan. I guess they know Rivers Cuomo through their dog walker or some shit. Uh... <laughs> They told me they would totally pass along some of my stuff, which is super rad. Um, What else? Uh, Food's fucking incredible. Uh, Why is he calling? It's
1: not even an emergency.
0: We get up every day, and there's, like, plates of, like, the tastiest, most tender meats, exotic cheeses. I mean, it's absolutely bananas. Uh, Podesta is actually fucking hilarious. The other night, everyone was super fucked up. Bill passed out early, and Podesta put his hand in a bowl of Diet Coke, and he shit himself.
5: (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man you guys should have been there i was fucking dying laughing <sighs> um oh yeah uh one more thing uh i was talking with some of the people here and i think we're maybe going to start a podcast um oh about the uh about me. the clinton foundation talk about like all the cool shit it does cool. um so i hope you guys don't mind or anything but I think I'm gonna have to take a little break from the show. I mean it's possible I could come back, but like probably looking like not. Thanks for the ride, boys. I'll never forget you guys. Oh shit, what's up, you bitch? You wanna say what up to the QAnon Anonymous boys? I'm leaving Travis a message, I think. Yo yo yo, Trav, I'm gonna put Bill on really quick. He's reaching for the phone. All right, later. This message for Julian, you soft little piece of shit. <laughs> I got your boy right here. We've been getting him still. <laughs> <laughs> This is a message for Julian, you soft little piece of shit I got your boy right here We've been getting him sticky for three days straight Covering him in maple syrup every night (laughs) (laughs) I got your boy right here We've been getting him sticky for three days straight Covering him in maple syrup every night Holding him down Well, this is going to be tough. I don't know if I'm be able to get through this. Okay. Damn, it's incredible I that know. we are having the same
1: moment. Uh, he's on the phone right now, but he's also having a meltdown as if he were reading a story. It's incredible. Um, Let
0: me try this once more. Hey, this is a mess for Julian, you soft little piece of shit. I got your boy. <laughs> I got your blood right here. We be getting him sticky for three days straight. Covering him in maple syrup every night. Hosing him down and getting him sticky again. He's forgotten all about you boys and your small Potatoes podcast. What do you think was going to happen? We come guns blazing in your little studio force you to hand over the files at gunpoint. Too much business. Much easier to steal your most valuable asset. Cover him in maple syrup and feed him cocaine and marijuana for three days straight. Hell, I might even let him pet the cat. <laughs> Hell, I might even let him pet the cat. So where does that leave you? Well, son, just about shit out of luck. All you got left is facts and opinions, and I don't have to tell you, that ain't good enough. (laughs) People want to roll in the shit with the pigs, not chew hay with the farmer. Without Rakitansky, you ain't got diddly. Just a couple farmers chewing on an old piece of hay. Guess I'll be seeing you. By the way, your whole studio is rigged to explode in about five seconds. Hope you called your mother today. Just kidding, I didn't rig the studio. Enjoy the rest of your pathetic lives. Toodaloo. Well, you know, I think what's
1: amazing is that, um, you know, in the last 20 minutes, uh, Jake has uh, tasted meats in multiple mornings uh, and had uh, banquets and stuff like that. So that's (laughs) that's just temporally interesting. But but uh, apart from that, uh, he sounds like he's doing fine. Bill is a fucking
2: asshole. I know. Well, he he really is the sort of the party animal that he seems like he is. Um, Wow. What does he
1: mean by pet the cat? (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah well do you know is this an you know american what? thing well
1: geez you now screw
2: him then you know let's 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 let's, let's we could up. have
1: a podcast without a fucking jake <laughs> he yeah, thinks right? he's <laughs> important to this fucking <laughs> give me a fucking break dude All right, like you know he's he's basically acting as if uh almost half of my dms are just people saying there should be more jake or that like people keep leaving reviews about how my laugh is the main obstacle to enjoying the podcast you know and like none of that stuff is true so he can fucking kiss it so anyway i'm gonna I, let's just keep going keep 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 going so over time the clinton body count list grew and grew it got a shot in the arm in 1998 when linda tripp the woman who recorded her phone calls with monica Lewinsky and broke the clinton blowjob scandal claimed in an interview to conspiracy theory outfit judicial watch that she found a handwritten version of the list on her office chair she said it was accompanied by a note stating linda just thought you'd find this of interest (laughs) holy shit Uh, (laughs) yeah like watch your back I don't know if yeah. it's like, hey, check it out.
2: I, I don't know if it's like a warning or it's like, oh, yeah. hey, you're, you're prominent now. Spread this around some bit, a or bit more. Or
1: if it happened at all. Mm, um, Snopes wrote an article debunking the list that very year. Uh, they've updated it since. But you know what? I found the tone a little bit snarky. Here's from the intro.
2: We shouldn't have to tell anyone not to believe this claptrap, but we will anyway. In a frenzied media climate where the chief executive couldn't boff a White House intern without the whole world finding out every niggling detail of each encounter and demanding his removal from office, are we seriously to believe that the same man has been having double handfuls of detractors and former friends murdered with impunity? Don't be swayed by the numbers of names listed on screens like this.
1: Based on their tone, I'm going to assume they're lying and that every single death is in fact attributable to the Clintons. Come on. Sorry, Travis, but these are the rules of journalism. I will, however, concede that the Snopes article does a good job of describing the evolution of the list.
2: Multiple versions of this body count list have been circulating online for two decades now. New victim names are routinely added and old ones taken off, forming an endless variety of permutations. At this point, there is no one official list.
1: Yeah, that's the Xerox effect. Yeah, yeah, right. That's right, baby. Plus, the internet did not fucking help, (laughs) obviously. So, in 1999, JFK Jr.'s plane crashed, killing him alongside his wife, her sister, and others. Because JFK Jr. was running for the New York Senate seat against Hillary Clinton, and she later won the race, his name was immediately added to the Clinton body count list. Years later, seven months before the 2016 presidential election, Roger Stone went on conspiracy theorist James Fetzer's show and said the following.
3: I have coming up next year a book, uh, which I make the case, that John F. Kennedy Jr. was murdered. God damn it. Uh, And he was murdered by the Clintons because he was in the way. Uh, Now, I have extraordinary new evidence that nobody else has seen. But as soon as I finish that manuscript... I'm gonna to go to you and get a reading list on 9/11, yep. uh, and I'm gonna get myself educated. You got it. You got it. Oh, stone.
1: Stone, 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 baby. Stone, you know, it's like stone, God. baby. He's, he's like, like this. He's like a stone in, in Travis View's shoe. Yeah, he is. You know, it's, it's great about this episode
2: is that you really appreciate that the people who fucking made this political environment, they aren't mysteries. They they have names and they have addresses, you know,
1: and none of them are fucking dead. Yes. Which proves that this is all <laughs> trash because God damn it. If there's one person you'd fucking off, it's the guy who was walking around with I, with T-shirts and handing him out in signs saying Bill Clinton's a rapist like that. Yeah. He literally did that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. And Larry Nichols. Larry Nichols died of like, by all by all accounts, fucking natural causes. And this year, this year, when, when he had literally no, no power to affect the Clintons at all. So yeah, you can't really. blame this one on them. Actually, no, wait. Larry Nichols is still alive. <sighs> so I forgot. He's fucking alive. I spoke to the, oh, yeah.
2: So yeah, so Larry Nichols is, is alive. Vince Foster, a fierce defender of the, the Clintons. Throughout his life, as far as we could tell, was off. This is the theory.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. Makes you makes you think about something. <laughs> so obviously the book was actually never released. He just was God talking. He was just talking about that book to spread the rumor, it seems because um, he was actually he was like he, the, the the awkward thing was he was preparing another book that had fuck all to do with this. Um but but he was like, oh, actually, there's a second book I'm also working on, and then it never came out. So after 1999, when the JFK Jr. thing quieted down, the Clinton body count conspiracy theory had no real political use for those on the right. It went into a public hibernation, but continued festering in conspiracy theory circles, aided by people like Larry Nichols and Alex Jones. In 2015, as Hillary closed in on the nomination, These two grizzled veterans of the 90s era Clinton body count got back together to reminisce and get people riled up again. Our friend Dan from the Knowledge Fight podcast helped us locate an InfoWars episode from June 18th. In it, Nichols sounds like he's warning Americans that a certain killer clown is returning to haunt the sleepy town of Derry, Maine.
5: The reason I'm here with you, you and I were together when you were young and I was middle-aged. Now I'm old and I guess you're still young. But it's back again. It's back again. It, it, it's coming. It's coming like Well, that I'm not that young, a. brother. I'm, I'm probably no. about the age you were when we first started talking 20 years That's, ago. Mm-hmm. And we should probably briefly start at the beginning because why you worked with them at first, but then when it got really corrupt, you said, I'm not going to be part of this. Lost everything. You name it. A lot of people mm-hmm. got killed who were around you. They killed police, mm-hmm. state police. I mean, they killed a lot of folks trying to shut you up, but they didn't want to kill you to turn you into a martyr. Well, and because I had to help develop the system, I knew where the bodies were. They knew that, and then I knew a little bit about how the system worked. And so, Alex, believe it or not, you kept me alive twenty years ago because by staying public, they couldn't KO me. Because if they did, everybody would say, "Oh, okay, they did it," and it would be, it would be them. These people play rough, but nobody believes it. Well, ask, you know, ask Vince Foster, ask, gosh, that, anyway, 50 some odd people that I knew that I had to testify that ended up dead. No, Bill and Hillary didn't kill them. But the system that wants them in power, the mob, they act on their own. They don't need Bill and Hillary.
1: 2016, of course, in general, saw a resurgence of the Clinton body count conspiracy theory because, you know, it had, after all, become politically useful again. A YouTube channel, which exists to this day, was created in January of 2016 to serve up the entire Clinton Chronicles documentary, the same one that Larry Nichols had created, you know, back in the day for Bill, but they were just like, fuck it, just throw it back up. Same VHS quality. It's total garbage. But you know what? They fuck people love it. They still fucking love it. Do your own digging and you find the fucking thing that they're serving you up again. Um, so here are the top three comments on that video.
2: Jazz for Ashel says, I find myself clicking on this. Then realize I don't need any more evidence about the Clintons. Evidence is everywhere. Time for indictments and convictions. Then jail time.
1: 170 likes and 24 replies. Almost all of them positive.
2: Diana Love says, media has blood on their hands, all caps. 107
1: likes and 10 replies,
2: very positive. Gula Gula Guy, also all caps, says, hang them all, media first. 76 likes. So
1: things have not nope. and will never change.
2: Man, they're waiting for the day of the rope forever. They're very patient.
1: They want them all to hang and the media first, the freaking <laughs> Lugan, Lugan Press. Lugan Press. So the murder of DNC staffer Seth Rich that same year was also used, to the horror of his grieving family, to reawaken the Clinton body count conspiracy theory. Friends of the show Alex Jones, Newt Gingrich, and Sean Hannity helped spread the claim that Seth Rich was murdered for collaborating with WikiLeaks to expose Hillary Clinton's various crimes. The theory was picked up by Pizzagators and later by QAnon. One running theory is that Clinton asked DNC Chair Debbie Wasserman Schultz to hire MS-13 gang members to kill Seth Rich in Washington, DC. Unsurprisingly, the Clinton body count conspiracy theory continues to proliferate on social media in the lead up to the election, with the three top documentaries published to YouTube in 2016 garnering 616k views, 1.4 million views, and 1.6 million views to this day. On July 24, 2019, alleged child trafficking pedophile Jeffrey Epstein was found semi-conscious in his jail cell with injuries to his neck. Hashtag Clinton body count and hashtag Clinton kill list immediately began trending on social media. As you probably know, Epstein was found dead in his cell on August 10th, 2019. If you want more information about Epstein and his death, you can listen to episode 28 and 52, as well as premium episode
2: 38. Damn, we really covered that.
1: Yeah, it's, we've been taught. We've had that shit on our mind. On the day of Epstein's death, I, Trump I, you retweeted, know,
2: yeah, uh, you know what, there's, I, you know, fuck jake but he there's he got he there, i've got one more message oh he's just gonna
1: rub it in he's gonna rub it in yeah i know
2: i know let's i mean let's, yeah okay yeah. Let's, mm-hmm. let's throw this up yeah, yeah let's listen to this
0: i've made a horrible mistake dudes and yes. it's too late fuck i knew it yeah. piece of shit it's all true everything the children the sacrifices moloch i was so drugged up and pumped full of maple syrup i didn't realize what was going on <laughs> They were fattening us up. The meats, they were so delicious, I didn't, <laughs> how could I have? <laughs> no, I won't go. Please, take him. Take him. Not me. Not me.
5: Julian, can you hear me, Julian? Julian de La I see everything now.
1: Uh, oh, God. God. You know what? That it, is breaks my bad. it breaks my
2: heart that I, Jake's no longer part of the podcast, but he he, Listen, he went out doing what he loved, which is discovering that everything about the Clintons is true. So he went
1: out doing what he loved, yeah. drinking maple syrup from a from a jug. Ooh. So, um, I think, fuck him, dude. Did you fucking, the last fucking message? It. Yeah. And then yeah. he's like, oh, well, yeah, things sorry. have gone Come wrong on. now. i crawling back. Fuck him. Fuck All right. off. Let's, let's I'm going to keep episode. reading. Obviously, I, I didn't write this for nothing. On the day of Epstein's death, Trump retweeted conservative comedian and commentator Terrence K. Williams. This is what Williams tweeted.
2: Died of suicide on 24-7 suicide watch? Yeah, right. I'm with him until there. How does that happen? Hashtag Jeffrey Epstein had information on Bill Clinton, and now he's dead. I see hashtag Trump body count trending, but we know who did this. RT, if you're not surprised. Fucking grifter. Hashtag Epstein suicide. Hashtag Clinton body count. Hashtag Clinton crime family. Trump was asked about it a few days later and told a reporter. He's a very highly respected conservative pundit. He's a big Trump fan. And that was a retweet. It wasn't for me. It was for him. But he's a man who has a half million
1: followers. Lots of followers. He's respected. What? (laughs) I I wanted to play the clip, but there's like a fucking, it's like right before boarding a helicopter. So you can barely hear him. But it's so funny. funny. He's like half a million followers can't possibly be wrong about this decades-long conspiracy theory <laughs> it's was, it was so, it
2: so funny it's like he's like simultaneously like hyping up his credibility but also like passing the buck oh he's fine he's great very respected but also wasn't me you can't blame me blame him but he's good you shouldn't blame him because he's good but also blame him
1: listen what do you want i, I retweeted a black what do you <laughs> want here what do you want from me uh, Lynn Patton, a longtime Trump employee, speaker at the 2016 Republican National Convention, and one of the current regional heads of the Department of Housing and Urban Development, posted a screen cap of a news article about Epstein's death. She captioned it, Hillary, big eyes emoji, P.S. Let me know when I'm supposed to
2: feel badly about this. Hashtag Vince Foster part two.
1: They uh, love that Vince Foster shit. Yeah, they fucking love it. I, I, I. I, I it's I, really funny in, in light of like what you, your sec- segment was, because I, I at least assumed there was going to be some better. Something.
2: It's like it's yeah. It is it is really baffling. I would be shocked if how many of the people who are pushing this Vince Foster thing has even read one of the many reports, many of the investigations into his death.
1: You mean the investigations by Judicial Watch and, and oh. uh InfoWars? No, no. Those are the real important ones, Travis. <laughs> Not like, the fucking official ones by some who the hell is Ken Starr? I can't remember that far back. It's like
2: could you Yeah, with the theories that like Ken Starr what let Clinton off the hook, he was part of the cover-up. It breaks my brain.
1: Yep. Fox Business, two weeks after Epstein's death, aired the following segment. This is, by the way, a full-on attack on Travis View.
2: Welcome back. Now to a Fox Business alert for you. Is the Internet's number one search engine trying to
4: sway the presidential election? Cheryl Costoni from our sister network Fox Business here with what Google is now being accused of. Cheryl, good morning. Yeah, good morning, ladies. Well, Google is being accused of hiding negative stories about Hillary and her campaign by changing its algorithm to bury stories like the Clinton body count story. That's according to website InfoWars. If a Google user types in Clinton body, they get car repair shops results, instead of a story that talks about a list of people tied to the Clintons who have died under mysterious circumstances over the last three decades. Now, the latest story was the death of DNC staffer Seth Rich, who was murdered last month in an apparent robbery. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange has hinted that Rich was his source, but has made no further comments about the case. That murder, we should say, remains unsolved.
2: Fucking, fucking outrageous. Fucking
1: outrageous. Uh-huh. So that is Fox does Fox citing Infowars, citing Infowars about the story called the Clinton body count, not the conspiracy theory. Nothing, just yeah. story. And then they bring up Seth Rich right afterwards. Yeah, it, yeah, this yeah,
2: exactly. And the story is that like, oh, the like uh, Google isn't allowing baseless conspiracy theories to autocomplete is even about the search results. No, they are not even saying that. I'm sure if you Google, you know, uh, Clinton body count, uh, you'll, you get, can still
1: find it. Oh yeah, of you, course you, I, you did, can I find, did.
2: So you yeah. can find the material, but it's like, Oh, you're, you're not allowing the autocomplete. Yeah. Like, this is, geez, it's,
1: Oh my God. Exactly. Yeah. If you type in Travis view killed, right. it will never autocomplete to Jake, <laughs> which is really a travesty. Yeah. So that's amazing. Um, So based on all of this, I believe we can expect a long and healthy run for the Clinton body count story. Uh, I mean, conspiracy theory. There are over 100 names on the list at this point, depending on where you source it. At one point, people floated Anthony Bourdain, which is amazing. Uh, Some people like Roger Stone have intimated that they're on the list, but they haven't even been whacked yet. So you can just put your name on the list in advance now. Okay. It's a bit like reserving a table at a restaurant.
2: It's good. It's like a a wiki Clinton body count. Just add your own name.
1: That's right. Mm -hmm. You can edit it yourself. It's like Seb Gorka, you know, got pissed. You can't even edit your own Clinton body count name anymore in this fucking media environment. So I'd like to take this moment to say that the QAA podcast fully supports Hillary Clinton's 2020 and 2024 presidential runs. Neither I nor Travis are suicidal we've long been fans of both of the Clintons and we think Bill is very charming and definitely not a degenerate pedophile rapist who was friends with Jeffrey Epstein. Again, that's what we don't believe. (laughs) So I think we're covered Travis. All right, good. (laughs) So that's, that is our beautiful Clinton body count uh, episode. I know that a lot of people are going to be like, well, you didn't investigate the list. You know what? I did. Actually, I did investigate quite a few of the deaths and it was really boring. It was really boring Um, you know, the problem is that like the lists that debunk them are like super catty. I wish there was just like a really dry version, a very investigative uh, version, but of course they need clicks. So Snopes and all these other websites have to write like really catchy fucking listicles and shit. Um, and so it's not very useful. I like give me a homework assignment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please ruin your life, your right. marriage, your credibility okay, right. just, by, just
2: spend yeah. Yeah, spend the rest of my life just researching this. Oh, there are also going to be people I think who say that. Well, you didn't talk about this strange thing about the Vitz Foster investigation.
1: Which one? What is that? about anything just like, cause like I, what's your prime suspect of things that they'll accuse you of not looking into? Oh
2: God, you know, they'll, they'll probably, I mean, I tried to talk about, you know, I was like, it about like, like the bullet and uh, the briefcase. They'll talk about um, uh, people who have uh, contradictory testimony. That's a big one. They'll say like, Oh, yeah. these people said this, these other people said this other contradictory things. And I, I sat down and I investigated like, five things from that like 101 uh, peculiarities of the vince foster case trial and they're they're all nonsense we try we're trying to keep the show like around an hour (laughs) and yeah and and i just i just like i i went i wanted to show you like the briefcase thing that it's like that's an example of like how they work and it's like again, you can't you, if you want to attack sort of the the main theory as a suicide, you have to bring up a coherent theory of murder. who was who was who is the suspect? was their motive? Did they have the opportunity to do with it?
1: Yeah like, like for example, a cop being paid money to warn Epstein that if he didn't kill himself, that, uh, you know, there would be consequences and then two cameras going out and then people falling asleep and yeah. then falsifying records. OK, yeah. So and then so, like that, like yeah, that, exactly. that's what you would need to, to really say. Well, yes. Well, that there's that there's a body count, not a Clinton body count, but a Clinton fucking body. entire pedophile right.
2: motherfucking upper class body count. So, yeah. So it, like in the Epstein case, there is like there is there is already a known cover up in the records yes. and stuff. So there's there is so sort of shady information Add the investigations into the matter. They have not there's not been a single complete investigation to that matter. Yeah. I I look forward to those investigations. I think that's warranted like I think that I
1: I think that the investigations to the death of Vince Foster We're good, but... um, Give it five years and Snopes is going to make a catty article about how, like, oh, yeah, you really think Epstein is... And they're going to fucking do the same shit. And that makes shit like Vince Foster look like a cover-up as well because these people... These people are sick, Travis. They sure Um, are. But yeah, Epstein is much, much better fuel for the fire than anything that came before. And and so now we're fucked. We're going to have Clinton body count for the end of our years. There's no way that most conservatives won't believe that the Clintons have had at least shady... also, Stuff. just the, the really they believe that the Clintons are the most
2: successful mob family in history, like the most secretive. They're like, you know, the Cosa Nostra, but they got into uh, the presidency and they're like they're better at covering up their murders, basically.
1: Yeah. And so, Jake, we hope you, you know, come back to the podcast soon. Um, Those calls were certainly, I don't know, interesting, I guess. Yeah. I mean, cool. I'm not going to look into them, but whatever they seemed like so, there's something there uh snopes if you have some extra time for your intern who uh who investigates stuff like this that you pay you know nothing to and you won't let unionize um yeah just ha- have at it have at it you've been listening
2: to the q anon anonymous podcast if you like the show you can support us and get a second weekly episode for just five bucks a month this will also get you access to our archive of premium episodes we don't run any advertising and we want to keep it that way. So head to patreon.com slash QAnonymous and subscribe.
1: That's Q Anonymous and we're threatening you with potential ads if you don't do this. So.
2: <laughs> we will and we'll pause every five minutes to tell you about the best new dick pills if you don't if you don't give us five <laughs> bucks a month no but actually thanks for listening but they should
1: they should have like Vince Foster Eminem dick pills to, to commemorate the anniversary of his uh, you know murder at the hands of the Clintons right. a <laughs> legend a legend so yeah go go to there and subscribe patreon.com slash QAnon Anonymous
2: and if you want to leave us a positive review on uh, iTunes that would be pretty sweet too yeah that's cool you yeah, can also get cool.
1: merch and stuff at merch.qanonanonymous.com there's a bunch of different designs well I think I'll check out that website oh will you well good Although if you're using the Patreon money to buy this is kind of a circle this is practices
2: the, the endless money
1: you're wasting our money on our own merch All right, so it's the top of the month, and you know what that means? We are going to actually be thanking all of the people who have made the profound mistake of supporting us at a higher level. So first up are 10 buck uh, subscribers, tiers, supporters, things. I don't fucking... Beauties. Just all this stuff is... Good people. Great people. Fantastic people. The best. Absolutely. Alan O., always screaming internally, A.W., Brent from the None Dare Call It Ordinary podcast, Brigham, Bully Whiff. Cameron M, Chimera Boy, Chris S, Cody M, Corky M, Dave F, David C, Dylan W, E Mark S, Forrest, aka Dave Rube of None Dare Call It Ordinary, Jack R, James and Molly M, James O, Jamie, John S, Joseph G, I'm uh, pretty sure that's Goebbels, uh, Josh R, Josiah D, Katie K, Lettuce Jones, Liz M, Matthew B, McAfee's Hammock, Meredith A, Mike, Old Man Grandad, Owen H, Owen the Second H, Q Loves Cake Farts, QT, Rev is cooler than Sabir, still hammering at her, it's unkind, Ruben H, Ryan B, Sandra L, Spencer D, Stephen D, Stephen A, C, T. Diddy, That One With the Boobs, The Cult of Monitor, Thug Special Olympian, Timothy M, Toon Army MIA, Trenton C, and Your Good Friend all right and next up we have the twenty dollar uh people that you guys are i can't believe it thank you so much uh um, you know you know how important you are but let me reiterate it and um jake agrees as well even though he's looking. At, i agree okay he's looking at photos of probably it's cute small animals or something yeah so alan g Ally, Avin s brant f caitlin j Chinchi, chris m Derek T, Inkboy SP, Joel HD, Joel TH, Josh S, Commander Clean, Lizzie, Luke B, Michelle, None Dare Call It Ordinary, Poker and Politics, and Seb Gorcasm. We can't thank you enough, and uh, I've paid Jake to say the following.
0: I love each and every one of you to the point where my normal nightmares have now been replaced uh, with just uh, your names scrolling endlessly Star Wars style? Star, yeah, Star Wars style endlessly uh, through my brain uh, drifting me off to sweet slumber
1: and um, Jake, by the way, we've heard a lot uh, from you that, you know, you're worried that we're going to do the same thing as Mueller, she wrote, because uh, Jake is being paid so little. I want to say on record that Jake only, he was being paid 4% at the beginning. Now things have completely changed. He's at 6.5%. And, you know, and that's the official record. That's... Well, yeah. Well, and we worked out the thing where... i Jake, I'm going to send you the email about the change. It's it's in the... Checks in the mail. But I'm still going to get, like, the slop, right? The what? The The bucket. bucket. The slop. Yeah. No, no no for sure for sure yes you're gonna have a hot bucket of of water uh with tootsie rolls dissolving inside it absolutely as promised so don't worry about that okay, um cool. and you know travis is he's he's happy he's proud but like a father so he thinks of your support and he's like they've come so far
2: <laughs> yeah i <I'm> obviously <laughs> i'm very very grateful thank you so much for everyone who supports the show
0: all right everybody thank you
2: listener until next week May the deep dish bless you and keep you.
4: It's not a conspiracy; it's fact.
2: And now today's auto cue. I'm Richie Rojas, and this is the New Balance 666 Clinton autographed sneaker. I bought this sneaker on eBay. The seller
1: wanted like $300. I I talked her down to 200 bucks. It was autographed by Hillary and Bill Clinton back in 92 at a Susan G. Komen fundraiser. And this was just a few months before Bill Clinton was elected president. So uh, pretty cool and unique. New Balance used to name their shoes by numbers. And it was
2: like the higher the number was kind of like the next level of support or stability or technology. I think it's weird that New Balance named a model 666. I don't know, I think it's pretty funny and pretty awesome. But there's certain numbers you just avoid, you know,
1: 69, 13, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) You know, her and Bill signed it. They gave the mark of the devil, the mark of their approval, I guess.